Welcome to Wonder, a podcast for curious kids. Hello, Wonder. Have you ever wondered about children who grow up in war-torn regions and how they manage? You may have heard about some of these countries on the news, like Ukraine and Syria. These are some of the most perilous places in the world, but children and families still manage to live there. Heroes also emerge. It's in these desperate times we see some of the worst human qualities, like selfishness and violence, but also immense kindness and courage. In Syria, there's a group of almost 4,000 volunteers known as the White Helmets. They have become famous throughout the world for their bravery in the civil war going on there. They are famous too for the white hard hats they wear for protection. Most of the volunteers are men, but there are also around 200 women. Before the war, the White Helmets were ordinary civilians. They were bakers, tailors, video gamers, engineers, architects, pharmacists, painters, gardeners, carpenters, students, and many more. Their proper name is the Syria Civil Defence. They have been trained to protect and help people during war and disasters. They are unarmed and neutral, which means they have promised to help anyone no matter their religion, background, or which side they're on. As their leader said, any human being, no matter who they are, if they need our help, it's our duty to save them. Syria is a large country on the eastern side of the Mediterranean Sea. It is a beautiful place. Deserts and mountains, green valleys and lovely beaches, ancient cities medieval fortresses. But the war started in 2011, ruining the country, ruining lives. Children living there have grown up surrounded by fighting. There are always soldiers in the street and bombs falling from the sky. It's very scary to live like that. Imagine not knowing any different. Lots of people found life too difficult and escaped their homes to become refugees. Almost half the population have left Syria. Some people have settled in Germany, the UK and Canada. But several million Syrians have sought shelter in neighbouring countries, Jordan, Lebanon and Turkey, where some people have to live in tents, even in the middle of winter. At 4.30am on Monday the 6th of February, a huge earthquake hit southern Turkey and northern Syria. At lunchtime, another earthquake, also huge, struck just 100 miles away. They opened two enormous cracks in the Earth's surface. The land split by up to seven metres in opposite directions, several hundred miles long. Because it was the middle of the night, almost everyone was in their beds. The earthquake toppled houses in every city and every town and every village across the region. People were buried beneath the dust and rubble. There was chaos everywhere. But amidst this chaos, there was a group of trained volunteers 
who knew what to do. They were the White Helmets. In one of the worst natural disasters of modern times, they managed to save 3,000 lives. The White Helmets play several vital roles. Number one is their search and rescue work. Dozens of bombs land daily in neighbourhoods throughout Syria. The White Helmets dig for survivors using tools, specialist equipment and sometimes their bare hands. They evacuate the injured and notify the families of the victims. In many parts of the country, jobs like policemen, firemen and ambulance workers don't exist because of the war. The White Helmets have become a new form of emergency service. If necessary, they will put out fires and rush the wounded to hospital. Another important role is that of witnesses. The White Helmets are known as first responders, which means they are nearly always the first people on the scene after an attack. They carry phones, handheld cameras or GoPros on their helmets. They can document exactly what has happened. When the war is finally over, they will be able to hand over this evidence so that those who are responsible for the worst acts can be brought to justice. There wasn't even meant to be a war in Syria. To begin with, people just wanted change. They had no idea of the enormous price they would pay. A group of mostly young Syrians decided they had had enough of their corrupt government. Every week, they would join large protests in the streets of the main cities. But the government was scared, so they ordered the army to crack down on the protesters. Chaos ensued, and over the months and years, this gradually descended into the deadliest of wars. In 2013, a young electronics salesman called Raed Saleh joined a local search and rescue team. His was one of many groups that were springing up. They were united by a desire to stay out of the fighting. It's better to do humanitarian work than to be armed. Better to rescue a soul than to take one, explained a volunteer. But there was no central command, no proper organisation. Raed Salah realised they needed professional training. The difference between a trained rescue worker and an untrained one was like a blind person and one who can see. Gradually, different rescue teams started to coordinate and in the months that followed, the Syrian Civil Defence was formed. The volunteers were given a uniform, a beige jumpsuit, and they pledged to work together. Saleh was elected director. It is a role he still holds ten years later. Soon, their work became well known. Donations started pouring in from around the world from people who heard stories of men and women carrying out the most dangerous job in the world. They watched pictures of the white helmets risking their lives to pull young babies covered in dust out of bombed buildings. A documentary film was made about them that won an Oscar. They were nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize three different times. But the White Helmets are not popular with everyone in Syria. Despite the heroic work they do, they are particularly hated by the country's president, Bashar al-Assad, and his supporters. They make him look bad. The Syrian government began spreading stories 
that the White Helmets were terrorists. Around this time, the President of Russia, Vladimir Putin, began to help Bashar al-Assad. He sent soldiers and planes to Syria, which were used to shoot and bomb ordinary people who didn't like the government. The Russians also helped him another way, by launching an online war, spreading false rumours about the White Helmets on the internet. Suddenly, the White Helmets were fighting on two fronts, the physical fight, every day saving lives, and another shadowy job, saving their reputation. They were accused of making fake films of false rescues. They were accused of launching chemical weapon attacks on their own people. They were accused of being spies for foreign governments. They were accused of being members of the worst terrorist groups in the world. For a while, this strategy worked. Some people started to believe that these heroes were actually bad people who could do bad things. When a war goes on for such a long time, it is easy to give up hope. But the White Helmets have not given up. They know that one day the war will finally end and they want to be ready to rebuild the country. In the meantime, they have saved close to 150,000 lives. How would you feel if you lived in Syria and your father, mother or uncle joined the White Helmets? Today the Wonder Podcast was read to you by Harriet Dunlop. It was written and produced by Henrietta McMicking.